Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 14, Getting Motivated During Hard Times. It's December 24th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. And what I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, especially when times are tough. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Getting motivated during hard times. Let's start with why are you not motivated? Are you dealing with depression or anxiety? In which case you might want to listen to my third podcast. Are you lacking solid coping mechanisms for dealing with a pandemic? Podcast number 13 will help you with that. Are you constantly overwhelmed in life? Podcast number six will help you with that. Are you lacking energy or vitality? Podcast number nine will help you with that. So the question is, do you know why you're not motivated? Do you have a history of lacking motivation? Is motivation one of those things that's normally a problem for you? While it's always helpful to know why you're not motivated, it's not critical. What is critical is that you understand that being motivated feels better. It's not only feels better, but it produces results when you're motivated and you're in action. So being motivated and working towards things that are helpful to you or that make you happy is not only going to feel better, but it's better for you. So here's what I'm going to cover in the podcast today. I'm briefly going to touch on three kinds of motivation. We're going to talk about how emotions as your superpower can help you with motivation. We're going to distinguish between self-discipline and self-motivation. I'm going to explain how a personal reward system can be set up, and they're phenomenal. And lastly, I'm going to give you some steps to go through to get motivated and stay motivated in life, regardless of how difficult things are. A couple takeaways and then my call to action. So here is my shameless plug. I am having a giveaway on my website where you can win cool prizes, including my new book when the author copies arrive, which is going to be in a couple weeks. And that giveaway goes on until July 2021. So you can enter that. Next up is my disclaimer. I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any way. It's important you get your information from a therapist or your doctor So I don't have therapy or medical advice. If you happen to be suicidal, if you're thinking about harming yourself or you're thinking about suicide, please, I'm asking you and begging you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm begging you to tell someone. I'm begging you to talk to someone. I don't care if you put it up on social media. People will help you. People care about you. And I understand if you're severely depressed or or suicidal, you probably think that nobody cares and it won't make a difference, but I'm telling you to get in action because there is help available for you. 
So briefly, I want to talk about three different kinds of motivation because I think it's a little helpful. Now, there's tons of different types and distinctions in the category of motivation, but I think three are helpful. <clears throat> so first of all, there are extrinsic types of motivation, and that might be involving doing an activity to avoid or to attain an outcome. So there are lots of things that you do. You want to keep your job or you want to get a good review. So those are external to yourself. <clears throat> then there's intrinsic, which is something that's internally driven. So either you ha might have a drive for success or you might have a sense of purpose or there might be some internal motivation. And we're really going to be dealing with your internal motivation because we really can't impact your, your job or some things outside of you. And then there's family motivated where you're, you have a desire to provide for your loved ones. So motivation is one of those things that a lot of people lack, like they don't know how to get motivated or they don't know how to stay motivated. Now, my second podcast, which I love, is emotions as a superpower. And emotions really are this amazing, amazing superpower. The issue is that most people don't know how to use their emotions to have them actually be a superpower. So remember <clears throat> when Spider-Man learns that he can, you know, throw webbing from his hands. He has to learn how to get the webbing out. He has to learn how to do all those things. So speaking of motivation, though, you can use your emotions in a very powerful way to help you get and stay motivated. So one of the ways to do that is to create a vision for yourself or some uh, something that inspires you and then attach, you know, strong emotions, happiness, love, excitement, and and use those. Now, we see this a lot in sports teams when they're going into a game. They'll create the vision. They'll imagine them, themselves winning, beating the other team, and all the feelings of happiness and excitement. Another thing you can do is to reframe negative emotions into positive emotions. So you might, <clears throat> for example, be avoiding something. You might not be motivated to do a task or a job or something but you could reframe the negative emotions into positive emotions by using the feelings that you'll have when the job is done or the task is completed and how excited you'll be or how happy you'll be or how relieved you'll be and use positive emotions to replace the negative ones that are helping you avoid the job. And the other thing you can do with emotions is you can use powerful positive emotions when you have a reward or incentive system to provide positive feelings. So emotions are just amazing. They are like super cool and definitely a superpower if you know how to use them. So you might want to go back and listen to my second podcast. Now there's a distinction or difference between self-discipline and self-motivation and I think that's worthwhile to touch on. So self-discipline self is typically the phrase used where you're correcting your behavior. Now, self-motivation is typically referred to as the component that provides the fuel or the energy to work towards a goal. But self-motivation and self-discipline go hand in hand. They're like the front and back of your hand. They work together. And they're both muscles you can build. So if you've had a lifetime where you've lacked motivation or <clears throat> it's difficult for you to stay motivated, that does not have to be your future. You can actually... It, take some steps, take, get into action 
to, you know, build these muscles, which are lifelong muscles and really great to have. So I want to take a side note <laughs> into this topic that I love, which is called a personal reward system. I'm a huge, huge fan of having a personal reward system because when life is hard, you need every trick in the book to get motivated and to stay motivated. And I have used a personal reward system for decades because I've had some difficult times where I had, say, three concurrent traumas going on that I could not impact personally. I mean, I did what I could, but... And a reward system system can really help you, especially if you're struggling, especially when hard, times are hard. And let's face it, they can be really fun. I mean, you want to have a reward system that, that's fun because if it wasn't fun, it wouldn't, really wouldn't be a reward. And they're not that difficult. So you need every trick in the book and a reward system can help you get and stay motivated. So here's some questions to ask yourself. I'm going to go walk you through the steps on how to design your own personal reward system. And then I'll give you some examples of rewards that I've used, which you may not think are rewards, but that's okay. So the questions I would ask yourself is, you know, number one, what needs to be done or what has to be done? What are the things that really you need to do? The second thing I would ask yourself is, well, what could you do? So there's what you have to do or what you need to do, and then there's what you could do. What could you be doing? And then there's what do you want to do, which may be completely different than the other two questions. And the, the last question is, what would make you happy? So you're going to take all of those questions, what needs to be done or has to be done, what could you do, what do you want to do, and what would make you happy, and you're going to create a list. So you're going to answer those questions and you're going to prioritize the things that have to be done <clears throat> and the things you want to do and the things that will make you happy. So that, that's going to give you a list of tasks or objectives or, or goals that need to be done. Then you're going to think about rewards and uh, that'll get a little clearer in a second when I give you some examples. I think I have more than 10 here of things that could be rewards. But you're going to design rewards that inspire you, <clears throat> that make you happy, and that are within your financial budget. Because, of course, we're always about being financially responsible. And that last component is you're going to set your what I call work to reward ratio. So that's what do you have to do to get a reward. In the beginning, I highly, 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 highly recommend that you reward yourself at every turn because you're building this feeling of taking something off your list, accomplishing something, and then getting a reward. It's like Pavlov's dogs. And then you get, oh yeah, I want to get another reward. So what do I have to do to get a reward? And reward yourself frequently in the beginning. And as you move through the, the using a personal reward system, your self-discipline and your self-motivation muscles are going to get stronger and stronger. Now, there have been times in my life where I have earned, you know, lots of rewards that I just didn't take. I kind of put them in a little bank of rewards to take whenever. So this is a system you're going to design for you that works for you. And it does take a little creativity. So let me give you some examples of rewards I've used because... I kind of think it's funny. So one of the ones that I love, 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 and did it a number of times was, and this was quite a long time ago, this was like 12 years ago, 
I decided that what would be a like phenomenal reward for myself would be to have matching dresses for my daughter and I. So I talked to her and she was very young and she was like, oh yeah, she'd love that. So I did the tasks to earn the reward. Then she and I went and got patterns and fabric. But then, then I was so on fire and so motivated with what I was doing that I didn't actually make the dresses for about a year. And, and one day she said, are, are you ever going to make those dresses? We, we have all the stuff. And I thought, oh, yes. And so then I made the dresses. But it was very successful reward because, you know, it was just great wearing the dresses and we just enjoyed it. So I went on to make, I think, and uh, several other matching skirts and whatnot. And it was, to me, a great reward. Now, however, having been coaching people for some time, I know quite a few people don't think that making something would be a reward. But I love to sew and I love being creative. And it was, for me, tr a tremendous reward. Another reward I've used is road trips, and last summer we took a road trip to some old haunts, got to see people, and just had an amazing time, stayed with a friend, so it was a really inexpensive trip, but just amazing, wonderful memories. Another reward I use frequently in love is social outings with friends or whoever. Hobby time. I'm a fan of hobbies big time. I love hobbies, and so allowing myself time to work on a hobby is a reward for me. Planning an event in the future. Now, when I was in a position of having three concurrent traumas going on that I could not impact, I mean, I was doing what I could, I set up two... Uh, future events which were uh, reunions for ladies that I knew from college and it was amazing it, I mean not just the reunion part was amazing but what was amazing was it gave me a distraction <clears throat> from all of the major major stuff I was dealing with and it gave me to, something to look forward to and it was just I mean it was so phenomenal I did it twice I mean I did organized the first one and that was so great I decided to do a second one with different people. So planning an event in the future can be a reward if, if that would work for you. Another thing that <clears throat> I've done and, and actually people I've coached have done is allowing time to be spent on activities. Now activities is in quotation marks here. Uh, that otherwise might be labeled as frivolous or unnecessary. In other words, earning the right or the luxury of doing what you want without judgment because it's a reward. So sometimes people will say, well, I'd love to do X, Y, or Z, but you know, I just don't think it's prudent. But if it's within your financial means and you can use it as a reward, why not? Small purchases are something else people use as rewards, including myself. Something else I use as a reward that I actually love is doing something for somebody else because I love helping people. <laughs> I do love helping people. And uh, I'm actually going to take a reward next week and, and help somebody with something that they actually need help with. And I'm going to have a ball. I know I'm going to have a great time. And, and it's just for me, it's a great reward. Now, you could do larger purchases if your budget allows for that for larger accomplishments. I have used attending an event that I wouldn't otherwise normally attend as a, as a reward for a project completed. Creating a party or celebration event. Oh, I'm definitely a fan of that and actually doing that in January. And doing things that make you happy 
even if someone else doesn't consider it a, a reward, I, I know that having worked with people, the, the difficulty really is figuring out things that will make you happy, inspired, and that actually are rewards reward for you within your financial means. So you need to be creative. Sometimes it helps to brainstorm with friends or family, be financially responsible, and then if the reward system you set up isn't motivating you, if it's not giving you that that push to get things done, then you need to go back to the drawing board and revisit your tasks or revisit the rewards. Sometimes it's the task. The task might be too big, so you might need to break it down or chunk it into smaller pieces. And sometimes it's just the reward needs to be flushed out a little bit more. But I'm telling you, for however many decades I've used a personal reward system, they're phenomenal, definitely fun, and, and it makes life easier to get and stay motivated when times are tough. So now I'm going to walk you through some steps for getting motivated when life is hard, because you need every little trick in the book when life is hard. So number one, you're going to make a commitment, because everything in life starts with a commitment, and you're going to make a commitment to master self-motivation. These are just muscles that you build by using them over and over and over again. So make a commitment. Next, I seriously, strongly recommend that you get a partner and buddy up. Why? Because everything's more fun when you have a partner in crime or a buddy. It's just more fun. Secondly, it increases your chances for success when you have somebody that you're working with and you're sharing, okay, what are you doing? Okay, this is what I'm doing. And what's your reward? And, and you're, you're sharing. So it's going to make it more fun. Chances more Chances are you're going to be way more successful, and why not? You just want to do life alone? Okay, well, you can do life alone. I just recommend doing life with people. Now, which brings us to my next suggestion. So working with as many people as I do and having as many conversations as I have, you know, you might need to make new friends, and that's suggestion number three, which is also podcast number 10. Making friends is difficult, and most people, if they could be honest and truthful, would, would readily admit, if they could, that they either need to make more friends, or they need to make better friends, or they need to make friends that are in their geographic area because they've moved, or you know their circumstances have changed. So not having enough friends, or not having enough good friends, can cause people to, be, to lack motivation. So if you don't have a good posse of friends or a good tribe of people who love you, that could be why you're not motivated. And making friends, it might be hard. I know it's hard, actually. That's why I did a whole podcast on it. And my YouTube channel has several videos about making friends because it is hard. Listen, if making friends was easy, we'd all have like tons of friends. So... The other thing about not having enough friends or not having enough good friends is it can be a source of depression and anxiety because, of course, if you don't have enough people to do things with and hang out with and talk to, etc., that can contribute to feelings of loneliness and isolation, which are very bad for your health. So you might want to listen to Podcast 10 or visit my YouTube channel to look at my Making Friends and Friendship videos or listen to Podcast 10 because it's really important for you to be well-loved in life, which is, by the way, the title of my first podcast, I want everybody to be well-loved and having enough friends and good friends 
can help you not only get and stay motivated, but help you have lots of fun, help you be well loved. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't want or need more friends. Now, you might not want or need more friends. Good for you. You're one of the few. But it's just a common issue. So make more friends. But have that on the list because that's really going to help you get and stay motivated. The next thing I recommend is growth and development. Now, I love growth and development. I love growth and development because, number one, it is an access. It's like the, the door to walk through if you want to be well loved. And I hope if you haven't listened to podcast one, which is titled Be Well Loved, I want you to be well loved in life. And that's another common problem that many people don't feel well loved in life. They might be well loved, but they might be wounded and not be able to let love in. Or given the nature of dysfunctional families and the prevalence of it, at least in the United States, you might not feel well-loved because you might not have been well-loved from your dysfunctional family. So growth and development, which includes becoming self-aware, is a way to make life easier. Don't you want life to be easier? Yes, you do, because life is hard. We don't need a pandemic to know that life is hard because long before we had a pandemic, we had you know, millions and millions of people start struggling with depression, anxiety, loneliness, all, all the, the sad emotions that have just been, you know, ramped up because we're in a pandemic and growth and development can be fun. So all of my podcasts, all of my YouTube videos, all of my blog posts are all about growth and development, you know, looking inside and saying, hmm, what can I grow and develop? So next, I recommend that you hone and develop your emotions as a superpower podcast too I already mentioned because you can really harness your emotions to motivate yourself so this podcast is about getting and staying motivated when life is hard and trust me I know everything there is to know about how hard life can be. A lot of the things that I've been through I can't talk about on a podcast or write about because they involve other people and it might be dangerous for me but you know, you can hone your emotions and use them to, to get and stay motivated. The other thing emotions can do is they can pull you forward. When you create a vision or something or you set a goal that you're inspired about, you can use your emotions to fuel your motivation. So I'm going to give you an example of this. So I need to work my fitness. I walk, I walk, but um, <clears throat> we're kind of in the bad weather time when I don't walk as much if it's bad outside or too cold. And so I was thinking, hmm, yeah, I really need to, as, as we come upon the end of the year and the beginning of a new year, I'm always about, you know, taking a pause, being introspective and reflecting upon the year that's coming to an end and setting goals for the new year. Cause I'm all about goals and goal attainment. So in looking at and pausing and reflecting on the year that's coming to an end, I realized, mm, yeah, I really need to do some other things in terms of my fitness beyond walking. And I realized that, oh my gosh, I forgot, I just forgot how much I love to play racquetball. I love racquetball, like racquetball, I'm like a fanatic of racquetball. So I'm going to start playing racquetball in the new year. I looked up places that I can play, you know, clubs that have courts and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Although I do have to get a new racket and some balls and goggles because I got rid of those um, the other year. Anyway, 
but I'm inspired because I love racquetball. I love, of course, I have to find people to play with, but I'll, I'll get that handled even if I have to teach somebody how to play. But it's harness. It's an example of harnessing my emotions because I, it's racquetball is something I absolutely love. It's going to serve my fitness goal. It's going to serve me having fun. I can actually use it as a reward where, you know, I get to play, you know, two or three times a week as a reward. I mean, you know, so you want to really start to hone and develop your emotions as a superpower because it's immensely helpful in life in general. But it's particularly helpful and can be really helpful in getting and staying motivated. The next suggestion I have here in, this, in the tips of steps to getting motivated when life is hard is to really go to work on self-care and self-compassion, which is podcast number four. So it's a pretty big topic because I have a whole podcast on it, but it's going to help you feel better. The more you feel better... As you start to feel better and better and better, life gets easier. And you can use self-care as part of your reward system. So, for example, I do, as I mentioned, I like to try to walk every day. And sometimes, even though I love walking, I mean, I just love it. And I don't need motivation to, to go walking because I, I really enjoy it. But sometimes I will use my walking as a little mini reward for getting, you know, certain tasks done in the morning or certain things done so I can have a little mini reward. And, but the, here's the thing. We live in a world and in a society where people aren't very good at taking care of themselves. All we have to do to know that is look around when you're out in public, you know, prior to the pandemic, but even especially now in a pandemic, people are look unhappy they're behaving in an unhappy fashion, you know, our obesity, you know, we have, we have so many pieces of evidence and data points to know that we're not really very good at taking care of ourselves. And the same thing goes with self-compassion. We're really tend to be really, really hard on yourself. And I think you'll find podcast number four, self-care and self-compassion helpful because the more you take care of yourself and the more you tame your inner critic, the easier it is to get and stay motivated. The next thing I recommend, as I, as I was asking early in the podcast, you know, are you dealing with depression and anxiety? If you're lacking motivation because you're dealing with depression and or anxiety, it's time that you deal with those issues because there are things that you can do. And I cover that in podcast number three. And if the third podcast on depression, dealing with depression and anxiety isn't enough, I do have some YouTube videos, but get help. You know, if what I've provided in the podcast or the YouTube videos or my blog posts aren't enough, ask for help, get help, get into therapy, take the actions to deal with depression and anxiety because when I was dealing with three concurrent traumas or even in my current circumstances starting my life over with basically nothing at an old age that's depressing I mean there's lots of things about that that are deeply troubling and depressing but I have a happy life and I you know I'm just happy but I'm happy because I have the skill set to be happy and to deal with depressing circumstances so that depression doesn't take me out of the game. I mean, there's there's I mean, it's depressing to start your life over and have everything that you worked for and all your 
finances taken out from under you through no fault of your own, I might add, that's depressing. It just is. And it's hard. It's very hard. But you can still have a happy life. So if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, then deal with it. Because you can have a happy life even if the circumstances are hard. Next, I hope you're going to consider a personal reward system. Oh my gosh, like why would you not want to do that? I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that, but get engaged, get a buddy, set up a reward system. If it's not working, like I said earlier, go back and revisit either the tasks that are on your list or the uh, rewards you have. I, I had a task uh, that I just could not do <clears throat> earlier this year. And I had a reward, which I was very excited about. So I had to like pause and think, well, why? I have this reward system, but it's not working. Why is it not working? And what I realized after I paused and was a little introspective was that I was, I was saving the task to do after dinner in the evening. And it was a task that required too much mental thinking and um, processing to do after a long day of work. So once I realized that was really what was stopping me, then I just did it during the, in the morning when I was fresh and my mind could process every little thing that needed to be dealt with to get through the task. So if you're not getting motivated, if you have a personal reward system in place and you're not getting the motivation or it's the project or task isn't getting done, then you want to stop and say, hmm, why is that? And get some support. Next to get and stay motivated, what's really going to help you, really, I'm not kidding, really going to help you is to be grateful. And we don't live in a world or a society where gratitude rules the day. We just don't. So I have a whole podcast on, you know, the miracles of gratitude, podcast number eight. This is a muscle, just like self-motivation or self-discipline or self-care or self-compassion. These are muscles you build by by practicing and practicing and practicing, but having gratitude as a way of life and a way of being and a way of thinking is, is a huge and amazing coping strategy or coping mechanism for life. So you want to have gratitude in your tool basket or your toolbox because it's going to make life easier. And I'm all about having life be easier because I know how hard life is, generally speaking. So be grateful. Next, I highly recommend assertiveness. And I have a podcast, number 11, on assertiveness. And I'm going to just give you my heartfelt, very staunch opinion about this. But I think one re reason why some people find it hard to get and stay motivated is because they lack assertiveness in their life. That's my opinion. So assertiveness is one of those things. It's good for everyone because when you're being assertive, you're not disrespecting other people. You're not disregarding other people. You're actually being respectful and including the needs and considerations of others. So it's definitely a tool that I personally believe should be taught in elementary school. So if you're a parent and you still have the ability to teach your kids do it. Go listen to that pod podcast because I talk about my experiences of teaching young children with it. And it's really a foundation. Assertiveness is really a foundation for a happy and healthy life. Next, I'm going to suggest 
very strongly that you ditch any negative thinking. The research is compelling. The research is clear. Negative thinking does not help you in any in any way, shape, or form. It's not good for your health, and it doesn't get you the life that you want. The other suggestion I have is to ditch any disempowering attitudes or beliefs. And we don't walk around talking to people like, oh, do you happen to have a disempowering belief? Or do you know about the self-fulfilling prophecy? Because it sounds like you're using the self-defeating prophecy. I mean, we just don't say that stuff to people because most people don't don't know what I'm talking about. So I have a video about empowering attitudes and beliefs on my YouTube channel and a, and a video about disempowering attitudes or beliefs. And you're going to want to make sure, because you want to be motivated, right? You want to be motivated and get motivated and stay motivated. If you have a disempowering attitude or belief, that can be a showstopper. So for example, if you have the disempowering attitude or belief that goes like, I can't win, well then why would you bother? I mean, because you can't win if your attitude is I can't win or I'm never going to win or my life never turns out. Well, how, I don't know how you would get motivated because you know, it's not going to turn out, which by the way, is an example of the self-defeating prophecy. And I have a short YouTube video about um, psychology concepts you should know. And I actually have an upcoming podcast about basic psychology concepts everybody should know because I think there's like at least 20 of them that are hugely powerful. I mean, you want to have a powerful life? Knowing a tiny little bit about psychology can go a long way. All right, next I recommend that you be intentional about your happiness. That's podcast number seven, by the way. So when I ask people that I'm working with, what makes you happy, or just even in conversations with you know, people in general, strangers or whomever, you know, what makes you happy? It's, it's, there's a pause because most people don't know and it's okay not to know. It's really normal. It's actually quite normal not to know what makes you happy, but you want to have a life where you're well loved, you're happy and healthy. It's really powerful to know what makes you happy. So podcast number seven can help you with that being happier when times are tough. And the other thing it's going to do is it's going to make your life easier. I am a fan of easy. Okay, I'm a fan of fun. I'm a fan of love. I'm a fan of a lot of things. But definitely, I don't want to take the hard road. Why, why would you want to take the hard road? So be intentional about your, your happiness. That's podcast number seven. That is absolutely going to help you get and stay motivated when you can sprinkle your life with things that make you happy. Well, hopefully you're going to do a reward system like I just suggested. And the rewards are all going to be things that make you really happy and feel inspired and bring you joy. All right, next up, I recommend that you boost your coping strategies or mechanisms for life, which happens to be podcast number 13, by the way. So here's one of the things. Sometimes people struggle with motivation because they really are lacking good, solid coping skills or coping mechanisms for life because it's not something that we teach young people. Like we don't teach young people, generally speaking, assertiveness, and we certainly don't teach them coping skills or mechanisms. I mean, I got to be pretty old before I heard the term coping skills and coping mechanisms in reference to the fact that I had so many good strong ones and I was like, hmm, what are they? What is that? What is that? Yeah, I'm going to cover that in the uh, upcoming Psychology Terms podcast. So we live in a society where there's a high prevalence of dysfunctional families 
And so people are not learning, you know, how to be really highly functional because dysfunctional is not highly functional. And a pandemic, what that starts to do is kind of push people over the edge. So to have a happy, healthy life, to be able to get and stay motivated, it's really wildly important that you have really solid coping skills and co or coping mechanisms because it's going to make life easier. And all of the things that I have already suggested as steps to help you get and stay motivated, for example, like having self-care and self-compassion, those can be really rock-solid coping skills for life. So podcast number 13 will help you. You want life to be easier, not harder. And these are all things that will help you over time have life be easier. So let me give this wrap up with some takeaways. So number one, it's okay and it's quite normal to not be motivated. Okay. It's just reasonable, normal. It's kind of like the drift of life, but there is something you can do about it. Takeaway number two, the more you get to know yourself, that would be self-awareness that would fall under the overall umbrella of growth and development the easier it is to get and stay motivated because you understand yourself. You understand what makes you tick. You understand, you know, you have this wonderful self-awareness and it's just way easier to be, to get and stay motivated. Takeaway number three is that you can actually have fun building a reward system to help you get and stay motivated and then take the fun rewards. I mean, why not? I just don't know why you wouldn't want a little boost like that. I don't know, because some people like to struggle, maybe. And takeaway number four is you can do this. You can learn to get and stay motivated. You can learn to build muscles in this area where it becomes a natural expression of who you are. You're up to something in life. You're, you've got your little tasks and your little projects, and you've got some rewards, and hopefully you have a buddy, and you're making friends. I mean, like, you can just have life be wonderful, even when it's really bad and really hard. So here's my call to action. It's time to get back into life, and it's time to get motivated, because you're going to feel better when you're actually in action doing things. The next call to action is, it is time for action. Action, action, action. And I've just given you a whole bunch of actions you can take. Next, uh, I'm just calling you to get a buddy, get a partner in crime, and have fun. Have fun doing this. And lastly, we have so many people who are not motivated and struggling with motivation. So, you know, do them a service and share this podcast so they can start get getting motivated too. All right. Thanks so much. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 14, Getting Motivated During Hard Times. I hope you're going to consider a personal reward system because they can really be fun and get back into the game of life. Please connect with me on my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my giveaway to win some cool stuff, including my new book, Once It Arrives and connect with me on social media. I want you to have a happy and great life. I'm here to support you. I appreciate you listening and sharing this podcast. I love you. And thanks again.